welcome to episode 26 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast. It's Mike bringing you in today, and I got Anth, and I got a guest. But guys, right off the bat, listening to that intro music, I kind of miss that FHB in the beginning. I had someone tell me this week, they're like, I used to mouth FHB with that, and now I don't have it. No. Why would you take it <laughs> no. out? Somebody actually said that. Honest truth. Honest I truth. I thought you were going somewhere so, else with I, the, I used to do this to the FHB. I was like, this is getting a little weird here. But No, just mouth it out. Relax. But anyway, let's get to the intros. You heard Anth there. Anth, how are you? I'm good. And then that other familiar voice you heard was... None other than Brian. Welcome back, Brian. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little fired up about this podcast. I think you know why. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's part of the part of the reason why is because you're wearing a New York Rangers jersey right now. I found this buried in my closet. I don't even know I had this. It's like some random number. I, there's no name on it, but it's one of my favorite Rangers jerseys of all time. You put that and on for the just for the podcast. I put it on just for the podcast, even though this isn't a visual podcast and no one can actually see me. You guys can, and that's what's important right now. What uh, what number is on there? 76. <laughs> 76. Isn't that... Uh, no, Brady Shea I, I think, yeah, that. Shea did wear 76. Yeah. And he is a man rocket. Yeah, oh, Brady Shea yeah, is a man rocket. Show up oh, soon. yeah. Oh, yeah. How's, that's, that, what uh, was the last team we put up there, Mike? Was it the Sabres? Yeah, so we got the Sabres going on right now, and right now it's a, it's a deadlock between Sabatka and Skinner. Run that down quickly, what's going it on with be. that, for the people who don't know. Yeah, we need to touch on that. So we are doing a Man Rocket little bracket here. Well, we're, we're determining which player is going to represent each team. When the actual NHL playoffs start, we're going to have the Man Rocket playoffs start. So right now we've gone through Arizona, Anaheim, Boston... And we're on Buffalo right now. Right. So we're, we're sending out a poll every week. Uh, sorry, not every week. Every day for each of the teams. And we're finding the best or the... <laughs> I have trouble using this word, but the hottest <laughs> man rocket uh, for each team. So we had Henrik win for Anaheim. We had Chikrin win for the, oh, the Yotes. Stud. Patrice Bergeron, he looks so French in some of those photos. He but he's a good-looking guy. He looks better. Yeah. He looks better when he's rocking a full beard, like playoff yeah. time. Most like guys every, do. Like every, yeah, like every guy in their 20s and probably Pretty 30s. well, pretty well. But Chitrin is clean cut, and he won. Ch- Chitrin? Chikrin, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Chicky. Do they? I don't know. <laughs> what a guy. Uh, so while everyone was hoping that we'd come on and run down who we'd think was going to win the cup and fantasy playoffs and all that, we're going to talk about which guy we think is the sexiest. Which which man rocket's <laughs> going to take the cup? Oh, That's guys, really if, important. If Vladdy Sabatka gets through, he's a dark horse. Yeah, but I, the thing is, does the general hockey community know how much of a stud that guy is? Well, that's the thing. is because of these Twitter polls. We can't put photos up with them. But come the playoffs. Well, we could. We actually could. Maybe maybe we start doing that. You you add tweets. Just oh, pictures you're right. of the guy. You're right. We are going to start. The problem is, too, is that some of these photos, like, these guys don't even care. It's like no. today, tomorrow's picture day, and they don't shave. It's like, what are you doing? 
So a lot of these photos aren't like a true representation of, of how these guys look. Like I was looking at Sagan and Ben's photos. They look like trolls. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> go as far as say they're trolls, but they don't look as good as they do in real life. Right. Yeah, because I don't think they need that photo to help them do work when they're doing what they got to do. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know, man. If, if they say I'm Tyler Sagan, I play for the stars, I think a chick is going right to hockey DB. And I'm joking, but they're actually Probably. gonna no, no, no. But they're gonna put in like Tyler Sagan in Google, and that's the photo that's gonna come up. Yeah, but the thing is about a guy like Sagan and Ben is wherever you are, if you're in a bar in Dallas and you're trying to work on your game, you're trying to do something, and these two guys stroll in, just pack your things, pay your check, and get out of there because your pretty, lawn pretty is getting mowed. Oh, the mowage. Especially those two guys, man, just tag teaming, just crushing bars. Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of mowing lawns, Bride, did you do anything fun last night? Um, what's what's the top floor? Like, how many floors are in your building? What's the highest floor? On mine? Yeah. I think uh, I go up to thirty. Yeah, I was higher than that last night. So. That Wait, hold on. That, like that you smoked up? Sure. I don't know, man. I don't smoke like a lot. Um, I only do it usually when I'm around like a couple buddies and this stuff, whew, I was on another planet for about a half hour. <laughs> so I was laughing at everything. It was, it was fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you seem okay now. Well, yeah. I mean, it, weed doesn't hit you like the booze where you hung over. You know what I mean? You know, so, what? I saw, I, saw I, I probably won't get in trouble cause on this cause I won't drop any names or, and no one's going to know, but. I was at a party last night. Uh. I popped in for like an hour and a half around here. And um, there was this, this girl dancing with this guy. And they were making out. And somebody came up to me and was like, that, girl, um, that girl's been with her boyfriend for six years. And that's not him. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a, that is a juicy, you, uh... juicy... You are the absolute artist, artiste, if you will, of the poppin', eh? At the parties. I'll, uh, oh, yeah. I whenever do a whenever you ask Mike, like, hey, uh, you know, you're going to come over. I'll, I'll pop by for a bit. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Is Mike that guy, though? I remember we were having this debate a while ago. <laughs> is Mike that guy that could just pop in? What's up, guys? I've, and everyone's I've become all, that guy. I think. I, I love I think, it. <laughs> Living where he does now and kind of around that environment, it's. I think everyone just becomes that guy, that person, whether they want to or not. When you live downtown. Yeah. Mike would rather just not pop in at all and just stay on the couch with Cheetos. But he's going to oh. pop by every once in a while and do what he's got to do. This guy, you paint me in a picture of this slob ass. <laughs> I've seen you You're put on idiot. a clinic with a bowl. Yeah, okay, with a buddy. bag of Cheetos. Yeah. I've never taken down a bag, a full bag of anything. Sure, bud. So, so Mike, why did you why did you just pop into this party? Like, why weren't you there from the start? Well, I was out for dinner with the wife celebrating her birthday. That's Shout out, by the way, happy B day. Saying so, thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, and then by the time I got home, it was like eleven, eleven thirty, and I uh, just scooted on over until about one. 115 and then i made my way home what? and then the hour changed oh my gosh can we just rip on this whole daylight savings thing it's, for it's the next literally hour? the most useless thing in the entire world and half of the well more than half the world doesn't even do it so it's pointless oh it wrecked me that that hour kills you yeah it does and 
Mike, you can you don't have to tell me, but you can just kind of give me a look if uh, this pop in place, this party, is it where I think you you went? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Okay, guys, let's let's actually get into some hockey talk. Hockey talk? That. Wait, hold on. I still I'm still a little bit like <laughs> Oh boy! How often does Brian, you know, his stories from the night before are always revolving around chasing some chick or something? How often is it like, yeah, I just got super high? Never, never. And it's so not. I don't you, think Brian. I've ever like. I don't think I've come on here and been like, okay, I was just harassing a, a female all night. That was my plan. Like, I don't think that's ever happened. Okay, I was no I was around harassing. good company with a, with a good time with a few beverages. And I got super high. Yeah, no, you he's usually that he's like Elmer Fudd. He takes out the shotgun and he goes hunting on Saturday nights. <laughs> no, yeah. man, that's not me. Not anymore. Not for a long time, man. Yeah, I have some yeah. more dignity. Although in a few days I probably might be doing that in New Orleans and my little trip, but You're you're going to New Orleans. I'm going to the NOLA, the big easy buddy. You better be careful over there, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be careful. What's that for, Bri? Uh, bachelor party? Yeah. Another bachelor. You're like this, you're like that guy. Eh? You're is. like that. What's that movie? I think there's a like you're like the ringer, but you're the bachelor party ringer. Yeah, I'm Kevin That's Hart. So you. Yeah. It, it, you know what? I I tell people it's like being the single one. Like yeah, it, it it obviously you know whatever it is what it is. But if not for all my friends getting married, there's so many places in the world I've been because of bachelor parties. That if, if I didn't have any of those friends, I never would have experienced. So, like, I can't really rip on them. Well, sh- run them down. Where have you been for bachelor parties? Because I think this list is pretty Uh Yeah, well between, well, between you two, Boston and Zona, Scottsdale, been to Nashville. All three, I watched the Leafs game. All three, they won. So, been pretty successful with that. Nice. Uh, been to Vegas, been to South Beach, going to Nor- New Orleans, been to Portugal, been to Greece. The Greece wasn't and a bachelor party. Those are all, those are all bachelor parties? No, Portugal Holy was a bachelor crap. party, though. And well, now you're mixing another just leisurely family yeah, no, vacation. <laughs> we don't need to know about Sorry, those. I forgot about that. I feel like they're all bachelor parties. That's why. I've been to Montreal. Yeah, I've been I've been a few places. So thanks, guys. I'm sure you got a few more, too. Okay, is it time now? Can we talk about hockey? Yeah. Sure. At least, right. Yeah, if, we, we got to get into hockey because there's a lot. Of, we have a lot to get into. Yes, we do. And let's start off with the fantasy player of the night. I'm not going to waste any time here, guys. Take out your lube, your jelly, spit on it, or just let them raw dog you because you're already lubed up <laughs> naturally. Let's get to Zibanejad. Five goals in one game. We love this guy. Bri, you know what, Bri, take it away. <laughs> I think you guys know, and by this point, I think the the fantasy hockey world knows how much I just absolutely love this guy. And you know what I was thinking about it the other day was, if you look at those five goals, if there's not a five-goal game that's more indicative of the way a player plays, I've never seen it. Because other than the game winner, which was, like, pretty nice, every other goal was, like, rebound off the back of the boards, tip in, kind of bad angle, like... He's just getting the job done, unassuming, and it's almost like if you weren't watching, like you would have no idea he actually was on pace to score five. You would just be like, "Oh, he's scored five goals. Where, where did that come from?" Like, he's just a guy. He's not a flashy player. He leaves that to Panarin, his teammate, his line mate, and he just does everything you want a hockey no, player he, to do. He is a fa- flashy player. 
I don't know. I watched this guy play, and like he looks like just an, so elite. He looks so unreal. He's the fourth. What was it? The fourth player ever to score a goal in each period now, which is wild. Yeah, which is what each period being first, second, third, and OT, and the second player ever to score five goals, including the OT winner. I think I think Sergey Fedorov was the first. Yeah, man gets his name into the record books. What what a night! And then he goes and scores again last night. Uh, he looks incredible right now. You're yeah. right though. He does, he he looks elite out there. Like his shot is like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Like you look yeah. at him right now and you're like, this is a superstar. Yeah, I that half believe. that half boards one timer. I think it was his second goal. Yeah, yeah. Against uh, Samsonov, yeah. man, what a shot that e- was! Everything about his game right now is elite. You know, what, man, if you're Ottawa, you traded him and a second for Brassard and a seventh. <sighs> How ugly. bad is that? That and did you see? Did you see uh, Tony D'Angelo with Zibanejad in the dressing room after the game? Um, they were looking at old tweets from when Zibanejad was traded to the Rangers. Just oh. some fan reaction. No, I, I, didn't. I didn't see oh, that. What, one fan goes, I'm officially done with the Rangers. <laughs> wow. I would tweet that guy right now and be like, you up? It's <laughs> <laughs> from Zibanejad. Z- Mika Zibanejad wants to send you a direct message. Yeah, imagine. And he just, yeah. with a smiley wink emoji. I'm, I'm sure the first that guy's the first guy admitting like yeah I was super wrong about this guy because they found their number one center in Zibanejad and he's not going to slow down anytime soon. Well, you know what though? I mean, look, he's blossomed into like we all say we love him. He's an elite player, but to give Ottawa like to not harp on him too much at the time he was obviously not this player. You know, he had been in a few seasons where he was you know I think his max points was like 50 points or something around there. And they just didn't feel like he was going to be a number one center. And they traded him for a guy who they thought was, you know, multifaceted in Broussard. He could play the center. He could be a wing. And at the time, he was a pretty good player as well. Um, But you see, he's just matured into the role of being the main guy. And now he is a number one center and a top 10 player in the league. Yeah, a bit of a late bloomer for sure. He's sort of had this steady incline to becoming elite, but uh, he's there now. I mean, he he he's always had it. He's just been improving year by and year. And they're making the playoffs. You think they're making the playoffs? I don't know, man. That was a bad loss to the the Devils last night. It was, but you've seen the Devils upset a few teams lately. Like they've kind of been playing that role of spoiler. They're they're doing it pretty well, but. I think it's going to be tight. I th- the, the That race in the Metro and even the wild card is wild. I mean, that division is probably, well, not probably. I think it is the hardest division in, in hockey right now. But Shesterkin's back. He's, you know, he's going to be doing his thing. Zibanejad is, is healthy. Panarin is doing MVP-like things. I mean, I don't know. It just feels like that team of destiny where it, supposed to be a year of building and and getting better and now they're just in a spot where they're they might make the playoffs maybe i was so like they had that 6-5 ot win zibanej had five goals and i was like that's it like they're and then they're gonna have shesterkin coming back like these guys are really gonna get on a roll now and get in and then they just it was such a disappointment seeing them lose to the devils last night and Shesterkin got lit up. Tough game for him. First game back from uh, his his car accident and rib injury. I don't know. I don't know. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be tight. We were talking a lot about the races last week. I don't know. Do they get in, Mike? I think. Oh gosh, it's so bad over there. I'm leaning to them. Uh, I'm leaning towards them getting in. Even though that jersey you've lost, that's a tough one. I think they're gonna pull it together. I think they're gonna get in. Well, right, you wanted to. That's just Sturkin tweet. Did you want to mention it? Mention it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. I still think Shesterkin is just a must-own and must-start right now. He's only something like 38% owned. And I thought automatic win last night. Didn't really take into account too much the fact that he hasn't played in a couple weeks and he's coming back from injury. Yeah, I, I basically tweeted that he's a, a must-start, must-own and all that, and then he falls on his face and gets pulled and shit. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I still think, I still stand by it, right? You Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at the situation. It it was probably best case scenario for the Rangers to put him against a team like the Devils where, I mean, you never want to assume wins in this league because anybody could beat anybody on any given night. But, you know, if you had to choose a team to play him against, you'd rather him than, you know, them than Washington. But still, he had a serious injury, came back. You probably didn't expect him to be at his sharpest. And the team wasn't on the whole anyways. So yeah. just chalk we'll, it up. We'll chalk it him. up the first game back, feeling himself out, and, and he'll be all right down the stretch. Speaking of the Metro, though, rising to the top of the Metro, 9-0-0 in their last nine, the Philly Flyers. Holy shit, what a run they're on. Yeah. Yeah. They're, wow. Like, they might they, win this division. Beat, yeah, they beat the Caps 5-2 this week in regulation, obviously. They have the exact same record as the Capitals right now. They've separated themselves from the Pens. Like, who saw this coming? They, they believe it or not, are the best home team in the NHL. Yeah, that's, that's wild. wild. And I remember when in the early 2000s, they'd be playing the Leafs in the playoffs a few years, and that building was just rowdy. And I remember hearing stories about you know, fans going into the building and they'd be rocking the bus, like opposing teams, fans, bus, like it's wild there. And every sport is like that for them. But I kind of, you kind of like seeing a team like that, that I like the players on that team. They, they got a, they got a good, they got a good chemistry there. They got a good mix of young and old. And you just, you love to see teams and players that really you think they like, you feel like they love playing the game and love playing for each other. And you like seeing those guys and those teams do well. We'll see what happens when the playoffs come. But, I mean, hey, they might finish first in the division. So, you never know, right? Yeah, things have really just gone yeah. so well there. The Kevin Hayes signing has worked out beautifully. Yeah. Hart's been... That was, yeah. dude, that was criticized for a while. But, but you we know what? criticized it ourselves. Yeah, Philly. Philly's going to be that team, though. If they end up winning that Metro... They're gonna be underdogs, even mm-hmm. though they won, mm-hmm. and it's gonna right. be no one in like playoff pools. Nobody's gonna really pick Philly, and it's right. gonna be like uh, like the Vegas story in their first year. Nobody took them serious, and look, they went all the way to the Cup final. So, hey, maybe Philly is for real, and then they get there. Yeah. It, well, right, right now, if they play Pittsburgh in that first round, who are you taking? I think like I, I'm gonna still take Pitt, yeah. But like maybe I'm wrong. No, but maybe like, what I'm saying is maybe Philly does jump Washington, and and yeah. you have you have Philly Islanders first round. I mean they they'll be favored in that. Well, speaking of the Islanders, quickly before I get into that, I read a stat where Philly has gone on this run. Do you know what preceded this run, and and what I think personally is the reason why they're going on this this heater? 
Was that the Gritty getting arrested? No, that's Gritty getting uh, all charges being dropped against them. Oh. So their mascot gets away. He's good, which he should have anyways. And all of a sudden, the team is on an absolute heater. So thanks, Gritty. The fans could thank Gritty. He's obviously the main fo- the main reason why this is all happening. Wow. I, I just That was a shot in the dark. I didn't realize that after that drop. Solid, solid stuff. They love, their, they love their mascot. That's awesome. The Islanders, man, two seven and three in their last twelve. What is what's going on? They were so comfortably into a playoff spot a couple of months ago. It was like oh, they were like the best team after we the first were like two yeah, these guys could win the Metro and who knows? But they're they're fighting right now. They they might miss the playoffs if they don't turn it around soon. Well, yeah, I think your boy uh, is probably the main reason why they stink right now. JG Padro <laughs> is just a, a dash five the other night. Ugh. I Ooh, mean, you yeah. gotta you gotta try to be like a dash five. Like that is horrendile. So um, that's a tough. I'm not a big plus minus guy. I think it's almost not a useless stat, but I think people look too much into it. It's it is useless in small quantities, yeah, but. If a guy's a dash 50 on the season, like, he's doing something wrong. Yeah, well, he's doing great at a golf tournament, but that's about it. Minus five on the night? Uh, he, there there might have been goals there where he just jumped on the ice. Yeah, but, I mean, on the whole, the team has struggled. And what do you think the main kind of causes reasons for that is? <sighs> I don't know, man. Well, it's... For, they but, don't have they don't have the greatest squad really. When when you look at the team on paper, it's like they've they've always exceeded what a, what they sort of looked like they were. You know. Yeah, I think it's a case of like they're not really scoring goals, and if they can't really stop the puck, I mean, it sounds obviously rudimentary, but if you're not scoring and you can't stop them from going in, you're, you're going to lose games. But I think you're right. The roster on the whole. They got a lot of good players, but they don't have too many great players, I don't think. I mean, I love Barzell, but he's obviously restricted in a system that doesn't really let him do what he wants to do. And if the team doesn't play better than the sum of its parts, which I think it has the last couple of years, in yeah. the system that that Trotz likes to employ, then there's you're going to see what you're seeing right now. Honestly, yeah. They what they need is just a pure sniper. Like Barzal's like an elite player and he's got great visibility and, and passing. But he like Brock Nelson leads this team with twenty four goals. Like who would have thought that coming in? Yeah. And did anyone think Anders Lee was gonna score forty goals again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean I should fix that actually. Pajot coming in, he leads the team with twenty six and he, he they just traded for him. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's just what it is. They I think they need a pure goal scorer on that team. But guys, um that boy check injury, God, that was awful, eh? That's gross. Oh man. Oh. How many stitches was it? Like ninety, 90 or something? Ninety stitches. Ninety to. It, oh, I think God. they have to keep his eyelid together. But yeah, you get ninety stitches right there. Like I didn't even know deep. you could. Like there's enough skin to get ninety. Holy yeah, that's that's wild. That he's, is wild. Has anyone seen a picture of him? No, I, no. I I don't think he's tweeted anything out. I don't I wish. I haven't heard anything, and I haven't seen anything. But I think it's because there hasn't been something that came out. It's probably so gruesome that he's like, I I can't I can't it's, put this yeah. out there. Yeah. He sent out that funny tweet about, uh, sorry for the delay and getting back to everybody. Like, I'm fine, but facial recognition yeah. wasn't working. So. Yeah, yeah, that was that pretty was jokes. Such a hockey player. 
When he comes back, he's going to need to wear, like, I think a Bane mask. He's going to be like, oh, I want to get on the PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> I was born on the blue line. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to need to wear something special because that is ugly. Yeah. 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 Oh, why speaking... does... Wait, why does Bane wear a mask like that? What happened? Well, it's Brian? his... Brian, that's your friend. Yeah, there's you. there's the whole story, but that that mask that he wears isn't just so that he can look creepy. It's his breathing apparatus at the same time, because he needs help oh. breathing because of what happened to him, like when he was anyway. Younger. So. <laughs> he didn't, so he didn't get ninety stitches to the yip. No, he, no, he he did not. He's no Johnny Boychuk, that's for sure. <laughs> I was gonna say, talking of of ugly, did you guys see the Lightning Bruins game last night? Yeah, yeah wow. I saw I saw the highlights. Well, the 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 bench clearing brawl almost, anyways. But oh, man. two line brawls. That that game got out of hand. It might have been a little preview if that if we do end up getting that series second second round. The bad blood has already started. I love it. That's it. it's great. And did you guys by any chance see um, Jack Edwards going off on the Bruins broadcast? Yeah, he's yeah, a your loser, boy. honestly. I'm, I don't want to sound guy, like a, Bra- a Bruins hater, but he's an absolute loser. I'm a Jack Edwards hater. Oh, absolutely. That guy is such a clown. It's not even funny. Honestly, what? they bukkake him after every game, I'm convinced. And and the... the oh, one. but he goes in and begs for the bukkake. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And Chara's he's the just, first guy he goes to with bukkake. his freaking 14-inch penis. I I love I love how the best part is when uh, Char got engaged with who was it that he started Maroon Maroon yeah and then Originally he, he was, was ripping on Maroon and everything and then literally three seconds later Maroon takes him down and you just hear nothing coming out of the comment I know I know and you're like I just oh, saw that oh, this morning. where did where did the bravado go what, what just happened yeah yeah Sean Corrali takes down Kalorn and he goes Kalorn you can take your Harvard degree and take it to the hospital. <laughs> Well, what a loser! I think You're such a piece of shit, Jack Edwards. Go to hell. I think. Oof. Take it easy. Tell us how you really Ooh, feel. Boy. I think at all, like <laughs> he's obviously always been like this, and he's there's no denying he's a homer. And I, I don't think anyone like you're not gonna listen to Jack Edwards if you don't want to hear it from a Bruins point of view, right? You know what I mean? So there's no like hiding that fact. But I think what really tipped the scales too, especially for guys like us, was that Leaf series last year and in the playoffs and you know when he was saying what he was saying and jt and Kadri and all this stuff and you're just like all right man like i'm out i can't i can't listen to this anymore you know so well yeah the, the problem I, is I, they, I, they use the bruins feed a lot for yeah. if they have a national game on on, on sportsnet so yeah like, we have to hear his stupid So voice. then you have to hear, yeah, neutral fans and even opposing teams fans listening to this guy just homer his way through the call. And, I mean, being a homer is fine. I think a lot of markets have homers doing the regional broadcasts and stuff. But even a Bruins fan will tell you, like, yeah, we like, we love that he's a homer, but the guy's a complete lunatic. Well, Ryan Whitney, look look at him. He's a huge Bruins fan, and he even says he's an idiot. Hates, like, yeah. There you true. go. There's a – when I'm on Game Center, like, I have to pick between which feed to grab. Like, there's certain announcers that I will, like, always go to and then some that I won't. Man, if I can get away from Jack Edwards, I do it every time. Well, I think he he forgets he's calling the game sometimes, and he just like he's he just becomes a fan. He becomes a fan. 
Speaking of uh, fans, did you guys see that unbelievable turnout for uh, Bobby Lou's jersey retirement last night in Florida? All 46 fans in attendance absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Was it was it empty by when they were doing it? I saw a picture from like the rafters where he was on the ice, like they had the spotlight on him and they had the banners, and there was literally you, me, your brothers, your parents were in the corner. Like it was pathetic. And but he's, if, he's got a big Italian family, they didn't fill up the stadium. They didn't fill it up. If you, it was probably all his family there. To be honest, if you look at the stream, like the the tweet thread, the jokes that were being made. Were, were so funny florida oh, tweeted bad. out a picture of like the dressing room and it had every stall had bobby lou jerseys and it was like everything was like in accordance to like you know luongo and they they were like you know tonight we honor the the legend and the streams was like oh one for the amount of fans that are there tonight and it was like just people were ripping on the organization and it's it's funny but it's also it's a real problem and it's sad because that team Although they're struggling, like they're a fun team to turn out to watch, and it's a legend of your, of your history. Like Bobby Lou's, he's, I know I've said legend so many times, but he is over there, and he's just a legend. Period. Like he's such a good hockey guy. Everyone in the community loves him, and you literally, like, you have I think five thousand people at that game last night. Like it's pathetic. Yeah, it's pathetic. (laughs) Definitely a legendary rant from our buddy Brian here. Be here all week. This guy dropped legend 17 times. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough let's look. Let's stick with the <laughs> let's stick with the players of the night here. Uh, we got off a bit. Um, Cam Talbot had a 38 save shutout last Sunday night. Cam Talbot started three games in a row and he's three and zero. Is there a goalie controversy in Calgary? Yeah. Yeah, for sure there is. Talbot is is the guy right now. I mean, Riddick's been the starter for a long time now. Uh, well, not a long time. Let's call it a, about a season yep. or so. But that now they're in a race. They have to get in. It's And Talbot's the guy playing well, so they're going to continue to go to him while he's picking up the points, no? Yeah. I I'm, I think we're going to see that across the league. Like the, With these teams that got to get in, they need wins. And it doesn't even matter. Like We're seeing with Florida, Bob's uh, Bob's been a day-to-day, and Drieger's gotten the start, and he's played well two times in a row. Like I could see them just going to, to Chris Drieger to get some wins. Yeah, and at this time of year, you do what you got to do. Yeah. It's like you're, you're in a race. In. You Yeah, you go to the goalie. You go to the players. You play them more. Like That's what you do. You you do any everything you have to do to pick up the two points. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're a team that's – you feel like you're supposed to be in the playoffs, then number one, number two, it doesn't matter anymore. It's who can get in the net and stop pucks. And mm-hmm. if you can do that consistently and you're supposedly the backup and doing it better than the starter, well, you're the starter down the stretch until you lose games. So I don't think, you know, I think players kind of know this and they, as a goalie, you just, you got to respect that. I mean, if you're not winning games and you're getting paid twice as much as the backup, and your team's trying to fight for the playoffs. You got to put your 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 ego to the side and be like, I don't have it. So yeah, I'll do everything I can to support this guy and and mm-hmm. to help us win. But I want to make the playoffs, yeah. and that's the that's the goal every team should have. Yeah, another place we're seeing that is Nashville. They need to win games, and Saros is their guy right now. He's played the last eight straight, and uh, there was a stretch there where he lost three games in a row, and they continued to go to him. 
So, I mean, they benefited with that. He's got back-to-back shutouts, UC Soros has. So, he, again, there's a situation where he's the guy right now. Rene is, is pretty well. Like, is, is he done? Well, I, I think in terms of this, like the Nashville situation, it might be a little different than others because I think they actually want this. Because they kind of, oh, I yes. feel like they kind of want Soros to be the guy, anyways. And going into this mm. season, they were kind of hoping he would have an extended role. They just both have really struggled. But now that he's been on a heater, the team's playing a lot better. I feel like they're kind of like this is what we wanted in the first place. So they want him to be the guy. Whether he can do it, you know, continuously finish it down the stretch, I don't know. But uh, I feel like this is something that they definitely wanted, anyways. Yep. And they're going to keep rolling with him. A huge, huge win. He he was the uh, fantasy player of the night for yesterday, Saturday night. 37-save shutout in the one nothing win over Dallas. Huge win for the Preds. And that puts them back into a playoff spot. What an insane wild card race we have right now in the West. With Vancouver in the first spot with 76. Nashville 76. Winnipeg 76. Just out of a spot. Minnesota's right there with 75, and Arizona's right there with 74. What's going to happen here? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Mike, at least uh, Nashville's kind of helping redeem yourself there. Uh, you, yeah, you, they are. It looked pretty Maybe bad, I, but you know what? I'll give you credit. You stuck with them because you were like, when they were you know, six points out and really struggling, you said, well, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the way. I'm going to keep going. I'm going down with the ship, and they've repaid you. So, you know. Yeah, they're, they're getting yeah. it done. And with a month left of the regular season here, they're flipping. It's gonna keep flipping and flopping in the yeah. Pacific. Who who knows where? It's... Who's gonna win the Pacific? You got Edmonton tied with Vegas right now with the exact same record, and they play each other twice down the stretch. It's so it's gonna change all the time. You can't predict anything. Like we say one thing one week, and like now Vancouver, it's not looking good. Uh, you just yeah, you don't know how this is gonna end up. But what I can tell you, man. If any of those Canadian teams, um, Calgary, I mean, I think Winnipeg kind of isn't as bad, but like Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, that fan base is going to go apeshit if their team doesn't get in. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I would love to see an Edmonton-Calgary first-round series battle Alberta. That would be yeah. insane. Yeah. And it's very, very possible right now. It could happen. We'll see if if Vegas, if Vegas could uh, could take the division, which we've been predicting. The Robin Laner addition at the deadline has worked out for them so far. I, yeah. yeah, I think. Well, I think Vegas is the best team in that division, and they're finally playing like it. Um, but yeah, you see, even Flurry's been better since Laner got there because now he's, you know, with Subban there before, there was never really any chance of Flurry losing his spot, even if he didn't really play well, because they didn't really trust Subban to be the guy. But now you got a bona fide goaltender in there, number two or number one A, however you want to de- decipher it, that if you're not playing well, he'll steal your job. So you could see that effect just trickle down, and, and they're both playing really well. Yeah, so Laner's come in 2-0-0 in the two starts, and he was our fantasy player of the night on Tuesday with a 27-save shutout. What's your advice on Robin Laner going forward, Mike? I think... I think Leonard's an unreal goalie. I've said this before. I, I think he's actually one of the best goalies in the league. And I think you got to own him for even if he does get one out of every two or three starts, I think that start is probably going to be a good one, especially behind a solid Vegas team that looks like they're going to win the Pacific. 
I, I'm if I'm a Leonard owner, I'm I'm not dropping him. I mean, maybe as we get to like the final week of the season, if the starts don't line up and whatever, um, that's the only way. Like I, I would consider it if if you're not in a keeper league and you're not keeping him. But yeah, I mean, I'm not changing my strategy with Leonard regardless of uh, that if he's on Vegas or Chicago as he was. Well, uh, it's still very up in the air. The division title, um, I could see them going back to laner quite a bit now flurry hasn't been great he's uh, he's been sort of up and down this year and it's definitely insurance for them so well yeah um, his last his last tar- start was a tough one well, i think even the one before that four goals against uh, so uh just completely taking a hot one on brian's comment where he's like yeah flurry's been great since letters come over <laughs> well he had the one game well, that i thought was good well no but he's up and down right he he had the shutout and then two bad ones since so yeah. he'll bounce back it's but what it's, he does it's true that's the season he's had it's been up and down for him it's been which up is why they went it, out and got letter right in the playoffs it, if that happens they got support and if carolina yeah, did it, that it, they might be in a better spot too right now so we had four total shutouts as fantasy players of the night on the week. The other one was Connor Hallibuck, 29-save shutout over Vegas, 4 nothing win. That was a big win for Winnipeg. Connor Hallibuck just keeps getting it done. His sixth shutout of the season, which leads all goalies. But Winnipeg is, is like we've said, right there trying to get in. Yeah, if they don't get in, uh, there's going to be no blame put on Hallibuck because he's done everything he can to uh, to get his team in. It, it, yeah, and you got to keep rolling them out with confidence if you're if you have them. Is did this yeah. week did this week boast the most number of shutouts in a week in like the NHL schedule ever? Because we had the Honestly, one night maybe. where there was what five or six. Yeah, yeah, I think there was four or five when Zavanajad had the five yeah. goals, and it was like take a seat, guys. Zavanajad's yeah. our guy tonight. You weren't uh, you weren't taking that away from Zev. I would have yeah. absolutely uh, yeah. lost my mind if you did that, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but but this, when was the last the... time you saw? A shutout in a losing effort. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie O, Freddie, Freddie Anderson, Freddie, Freddie O. That's so weird. It's like I got a shutout, but I lost the game. It just sounds so weird. Freddie Anderson. <laughs> That's weird. It's just like first of all, you never see zero zero games going into a shootout, anyways. But then saying like, yeah, I recorded a shutout, but I lost. It just sounds so. The optics are so weird. Yeah, yeah, that game was cool weird. actually. Before the before the shootout started, they gave each other a pat, uh, tap on the pads. Like we're killing this game right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Leafs struggled out west, though. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, Oof. one Pathetic. point that's gonna infuriate their fans. Yeah, then Florida is the doors back open for Florida. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. they they're it's like they lack they're lacking that killer instinct. Like they could have gone out there, gone four points. Very easily done against three teams that are not good. And I understand East East Coast team going to the West Coast, but you had a couple days be- between your first game and third and third second game. And it's like San Jose played well. I mean, and they also played, they have been playing better, but still you're a better team than all three of those. You should be able to get at least four points, at least three points, and you get one point in, in a shootout loss. Like, yeah. It's th- this could have been a nine point gap between them and Florida, and it could have been lights out, and that's it. Pack it in, go home, go to your go home to your three thousand fans a night. And that's it. But now it's swung right back open, and with games in hand, it's anybody's ball game right now. Yeah, 
And uh, I'm sure in a couple of weeks we'll let Joe talk about the Leafs more than enough. So let's try to stay <laughs> stay away from them <laughs> this week. Um, let's let's go over to to Drysaddle. He's actually man, he was overlooked this week because Drysaddle put up four goals and one assist. He was overlooked by that Zimba game a few a few nights later. But man, massive night Monday night for Drysaddle in an eight three win over Nashville. This guy's on fire. Yeah, it, a lot of people are saying he already has the heart. Uh, I think he does. <laughs> I think he does too. Well, there was like a huge thing last week about Twitter where everyone was losing their mind about who should be MVP and about not picking their guy. And it's like, look, it's not about – there are several guys who are capable and who have the stats and who are playing like MVPs. But Dry Settle right now is the MVP. So it's – I don't even think it's a question. I mean, he's like 14 points or maybe like 10 points ahead of McDavid, which less games played, understandably. But he's carried the team when he hasn't been there. And even when McDavid has been there, he's still been doing what he's been doing. So if if they get in, and honestly, even if they don't, like the I think the MVP in the NHL, the way it's worded, most valuable player, it's typically it'll, it should be the same two, three guys every year because they are the most valuable to their team. It, sh- right. it should be like most outstanding player or whatever because then any given year it can be anybody. And Drysaddle, whether they make the playoffs or not, he has been the best player this season. Yeah, but with value comes like are you valuable enough to bring your team into the playoffs? So I don't know. I kind of – I side with that group that says if your team's not in the playoffs, you don't deserve MVP. Okay, well, we see Edmonton right now tied for the division lead in the Pacific. If they didn't have Dreisaitl, let's say he, they didn't have him for the full season, where are they? Uh, on the fringe. Okay, but you could say, like, if the if Vegas didn't have Pacioretty, where are they? Like, they're struggling too. Well, Pacioretty has been very valuable. Yeah, sure. But Edmonton, the, my point is Edmonton is probably far ahead of where they would be without him. Listen, I don't agree. I don't disagree with you when you say that playoffs should come into consideration. Like the season where Taylor Hall won the MVP, he was so deserving. He was the best player on his team by a country mile. Yeah, I think there like was between 40 him something and the points. second guy, it was like 40 point difference, which, yeah, you deserve it at that point. Yeah, and, and he got them in. There's going to be debate still uh, surrounding Dreisaitl because he has McDavid and stuff, but he's still having the best season of all players in the NHL, and that's not up for dispute. Yeah, and even you can make the same kind of – you can make the Hall argument for McKinnon too. He's, what, 30-something points ahead of the second-place guy in Colorado? Yeah, so I was was actually just looking at that. 43 points in front of Kale McCarr. Now, there's been – like, guys have gotten – Rantanen's been hurt, Landeskog's been hurt, so they've missed games, but still, like, 40 points is – Exactly. Points. That just pushes your argument that much further along. Like to me, McKinnon is your your heart your heart trophy winner or should be. Because look at that. That's insane. That's just they, they've dealt yeah, they've dealt with a lot of injury too. Rantanen being out, Landis Cog being out. If Grubauer even to also being out. If so. you had yeah, that Frank Coos kid has been fantastic, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, great. That was <laughs> uh, a nice little deal. Uh I if if it stopped, if it ended right now, season ended right now, who are your three finalists? Um, Dreisaitl for sure. McKinnon for sure. Uh, I'd give the last one to, to Pasternak. Yeah. I think that I, I, 
do think that the player that wins the rocket will get one. Whoever it is, doesn't matter. We'll get a nom, yeah. Yeah, if it's Matthews, he'll get one. Like, Matthews has been great this year. And I feel like even, you know, despite playing in Toronto, he's getting a little bit overlooked for some reason. You know, there's a lot of Leaf haters out there. But Matthews, I think, has been fantastic. Yeah, he yeah. – uh, well, I think his game has – is rounded into more of an all-around game as opposed to like you obviously yeah. he's obviously scored more goals than has assists but when you see him play it's like his vision has gotten better he's making better passes he's he's backtracking a little more and i mean if you want to be an elite center in this game that you have to be bet good at everything and not just one thing and he's i think he's this season has proved that he's he's getting there well, that stat came up this week that I think since he's been in the league, he has the most even strength goals among all players. Like, man, how is he not the best goal scorer in the league? How can you not say that he's the purest goal scorer in the league with, with stats like that? It's not easy to score five on five. And the fact that he's been able to do it more than anyone else, that's huge. That's, that's unreal. very telling. Yeah, That's unreal. Yeah, And he's and missed an average getting, of what? Just over ten games, like a year almost yeah, at this like point. It, like he's been hurt yeah. a couple times, so yeah, yeah I mean, missed twenty games a couple times. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> where would he be without with, with if having played eighty-two every year? You know what I mean. But anyways, it's he's an unreal goal scorer, and you know we don't want to look too far ahead or get too too crazy. But you know, eventually Ovechkin isn't going to play in this league for ten more years. You know, it's just. Yeah. it's not going to happen and then you look at guys who are the next guys to carry that mantle and I think Matthews is going to be one of those guys that every year 40 is guaranteed or at least close mm-hmm. to it and he's flirting with 50 like yeah and that's just those are the next guys that are going to take that mantle you know yeah he's unreal but uh, so what who do you guys have then for the for the heart right now I don't know I mean I gotta I have to say Dreisaitl Mac and then uh, I don't know I'm not. I'm not gonna waste your time thinking about it. But <laughs> if the Rangers get in, Panarin might get one. Yeah, I think yeah, he does get a... votes. Yeah, man, give it to Zabanejad. He does get. He does get votes, but Zabanejad should. Just <laughs> he should. Just, but he just won't be, get it. He won't he get won't. it just because he he missed a month. He won't. He missed a month. But like his numbers would be this like better than Panarin's right now. Just extrapolating it over the games that he's missed, like it's yeah, it's nuts. But we've we've gone into Zeba already. This <laughs> he's gone into you. Let's go there. Well, I, um, I wouldn't again, know the final the <laughs> the final fantasy player of the night here. We touched on him just a few minutes ago. Gabriel Landeskog had a goal and two assists on Wednesday night, I believe it was. Landeskog's been great, helping out McKinnon carry that team a bit. He's got 18 points in his last 18 games. Yeah, and great. 10 in his last seven. Yeah, so there you go, He's, great. His, uh, yeah, he was with the injury and all that, and he was well below point per game. He wasn't having a great year, but turning things around now is Landeskog, and he's been very good. All right, that wraps up the fantasy player of the night. Let's... Talk about a few other guys I want to mention here. Starting with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I mean, we talk a lot about McDavid, talk a lot about Dreisaitl. This guy gets overlooked. He's got 42 points in his last 31 games, which is awesome. 60 points and 63 on the year. I think Nugent deserves a little bit more love. Yeah, he's he's been great. And he had a really good year last year, too. And he's been the same if not better this year he's just been kind of putting along going 
going underneath the radar a little bit. He he can play center. He can play wing. He can kind of do it all for them. And he's really earning that that money, that contract. Where a couple of years ago, he was one of the guys that they you know was in danger of being thrown overboard, like everyone else had. But he's he's really come into his own and found a, a solid role for them. Who's a better player, Nuge or Hall? Hall. Yeah, I'd probably say Yo, Hall, but it's closer than you think. Yeah, he's still I mean, a better player. Nuge is in a better situation, that's for sure. Between Nuge, Hall, and Eberly, who got... I mean, they all broke up. They're all on different teams now. Eberly is definitely the worst. Yeah, which is wild because you didn't think that was how it was going to play out. Yeah, he peaked. He peaked in Edmonton, for sure. Well, I wouldn't say the worst because, I mean, none of those players are bad, right? It's just he's just not as good as the others, that's all. Of the three, Yeah. yeah, sure. All right, next, let's move into a few injuries we have here. Mark Stone uh, came earlier this week. He's going to be week to week. I don't even know. Did they specify what the injury is? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But, yeah, he's he should be back before the end of the regular season. But that Mark Stone injury comes at a brutal time for fantasy because that's a guy – that's a horse for you. Oh, horrible time. Yeah, Mark Stone is a great player. does everything for your fantasy team. To lose him – Right close to head-to-head semis and finals, and even if you're in a points league, coming down the stretch here, tough player to lose. Similar to Stamkos, a lot of guys lost him at a bad time. Uh, I mean, but if you're a Golden Knights fan, he'll he'll be back for the playoffs, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, JVR break his hand a couple games ago. Again, I mean that should be what four to six, I think. But yeah, depth league Philly, guy. Yeah, Philly's still trucking along without him. And then Sammy Vatnin, there's a lot of people kind of uh, waiting for his his debut with the with the Hurricanes. Might end up right on that top power play. He suffered a setback, so we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, all right, let's get into the week ahead. But first, a little word from our sponsor, Brian. You want to take the ad read? Yeah, Mike, I'll take this one. As we all know, tires are an important part of your vehicle. And this podcast is brought to you by GT Radio Tires. Get more out of every road, ride, and dollar. Locate your local GT Radio dealer and experience the performance. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah Bring back, that brings back memories, man. That was, that was like episode one ad read. You're getting a little nostalgic now, aren't you? Yeah, we've come so far. We've, you've come far. G, GT didn't hear that one enough. So, by the way, yeah. roll that one. Um, back you guys out. said something on your last last podcast that kind of had me laughing when you guys were debating your what your fantasy value would be if you were actual <laughs> players. And oh, this is good, Bri. Weigh in on this. Yeah. yeah. So I made a couple notes here, as you can see. Um, <laughs> oh, we gotta throw these on YouTube. Yeah, That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So he just he just pulled up a, a big piece of paper. Yeah. We see a shitload of writing on made it. Made a guys. couple notes. Um, yeah. I'd say couple. Anth has more value. Boom. What? Ex- hold on. Anth has more value except for faceoffs, because generally you gotta win those to actually have a category. For it. <laughs> uh, what? I, the, I hold, on. Him, hold, hold on. Hold on. I give. No, let me finish. Let me finish. No, no, no. Before you go let any further, finish. before you go any further, you got Brian. You were there. We had, we just had a game on Friday night. What do you think I was in the draw that night? No, you know what? You were. I was pretty much getting him clean right off the draw from you. 
So that's that's good. But one game is not gonna you know that that oh, doesn't put anything okay. on, All right, on your ten years continue. as a whole. But anyways, Fine. I'm gonna give you the comparison because you guys, you guys had a couple comparisons. I'm gonna give yeah. you like a a poor man's Kadri because Kadri has hands. He can score. He can set up. He can do it all. He can kill penalties. He's on the power play. And he gets in the corners, and although we can't, like, fight and hit in our league, I feel like you, you would muck it up a little bit like he does if we could. Yeah, so I agree. Anth, you're a bit of a snap show sometimes. Yeah, you and can Ka- kind of go, but not that. nothing like our buddy Lopo because he's an absolute degenerate. But you're, like, yeah, you know, you can do that. So, yeah, okay. on the whole, but I think Mike, Mike's a better Kessel. Thank because you. Uh, better, but you, yeah, you know Who's why? Better because better you know why? Because he's a one-trick. Oh, that's fine. We're speaking in relative terms. Yeah, yeah. Here. of course, of because course. I'm Mike's, not better than Phil Castle. Because Mike's <laughs> like, Mike's a one-trick pony. You know what I mean? Scores. That's all he can do. But often, you know, he, he <laughs> okay. That's a shot. And he hustles harder than anyone else on the floor, which is the opposite of what Phil Castle does. So there was my analysis, uh, praising you and bringing you down a little bit. So. Yeah, I mean, you're both so. I would love to have you on my fantasy team, both of you. You know what I mean? Thanks, okay. Bri. Yeah, no problem. But yeah. since since we're doing this yeah. now, um, Mike, let's give Bri yeah. a player. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I gave you. I I actually tried to think and give you guys like real players that I thought. Hey, don't just be like, yeah, he's uh, Andy Green or something stupid like that. No, no, no. no, no. I'll uh, give you a legitimate one. I I think he's like a Sammy Gerard. You know, doesn't do a lot of blocking shots or hits. Muffin of a shot, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, Gerard doesn't have a bad shot, but he doesn't. I don't know if I've really seen him take a clapper. So and I don't absolute, do those. So no. So muff ball, decent vision, decent vision. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean that's the first guy that comes to my head. You know I'm what's sure funny about that? One. The fact that you said Sammy Gerard is like what? I think it was like six or seven podcasts ago. I don't know. You guys were talking about like comparisons, like year if one. I actually wrote down. I'm like, I'm Sammy Gerard, two no goals way. and 23 assists. At that time, yeah. that was the stats, and that's me. I will go through the year with no goals, but I'll get like 10 assists because I don't score. So that's funny how you bring that up because that's yeah, how not I, really that's a shooter, not too. really a yeah, that's yeah, scary. yeah. Brian's that guy. You look at you go to your fantasy team at the end of the night and you see. Oh, let's see what uh, let's see what Brian did, and he's got one assist there. Maybe on the power play, maybe not, and then uh, one shot and no hits, no blocks. Yeah, and, like, eh. yeah. and a well, minus I wouldn't, six. I I actually take offense to no hits because <laughs> I regularly like we obviously don't hit in our league. No, you muck it up. To. You muck it up. But like I not, regularly, okay, how I deal with guys in the corners, I toss them against the boards, and then I go get the ball. Like I do that all the time. So I'm, you know, I, I'm a little offended by that. That's but, true. That's true. All right. Whatever. But you, we'll b- by the way, hold on. Last game, Mike, because you weren't there. Um, Pete, Pete picks up the ball at the side of the net. Okay, does this? I was not expecting it. A nice little spin around pass through the crease, right into my feet. Okay, but like I had my stick down. It was a nice pass. I had an open net, right? But it's in my feet, okay? And I got to lift it up. I know I got to lift it up to get it in. I put this thing through the field goal post. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. You're capable it was, it was of not skying. good. In his defense, it literally was in his feet, and he had to, like, tight shorten up his stick to go get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice pass by Pete. Like, I wasn't expecting it. But then I turn around after putting this thing into the mesh. I turn around and Brian is just giving me a look. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, as soon as he turns around, I'm just like, 
<laughs> yeah, he did the head, the head, the head tilt. I'm, going, I'm giving him the classic Bry head tilt, you know. Yeah. Oh man, you put that one good. on Mars. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. Even you know what? Even the ref, even the ref looks at me and he goes, "Wow." We're still looking for that ball. That's <laughs> like, come on, man. That was right in my feet. Uh, Anyways. Okay, got a quick question from Twitter we got to get to here. We all know one bad week can derail an entire fantasy season. Now that the playoffs are about to start, what steps can you take to mitigate that kind of disaster? Well, let me, I'll, I'll take this. You're right. One bad week can derail the fantasy season. In our league, guys... I haven't lost since week four. I've been undefeated, and yet I'm going to finish in, like, fifth place. So that's because uh, I lost a couple big games. And, and to be undefeated in, like, 20 weeks, I'll pat myself on the back a bit. But, uh, but yeah, so he's right about that. But what kind of steps can you take to mitigate the kind of disaster? I think we mentioned this before. The playoffs, all you got to do is win. That's it. You don't need to kill your opponent. You need to make sure you can grab categories that are close. So if you see that you're up on hits or hits are close and picking up a hits guy is probably going to win you the category, maybe that's what you do. You you say, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to win blocks. I'm going to win hits. And you take the categories that you're probably going to get and you just try to win your matchup. That's it. Yeah, so congrats to you, Mike, for being undefeated since week four. But, um, you know, you can see a guy on, on tour shoot two under every round and not even come close to the to being the champ because you need to win big. You got to have a big one really good round. And, That's you know, if you keep if you keep it's not silly. If you keep winning seven, six and eight, five and like. That's good for you. You're technically winning the matchup, but um, you got to do what your brother does and win 11-2 and 12-1. And, you know, when you when you lose, you keep it close. 8-5 losses and 7-6 and stuff. We, but he, The problem was is that my goal, like I had Bobrovsky freaking all year. Not all year. I traded for him. The guy's been crap. And, and the goalie categories kind of offset the other thing, and I ended up winning not by big. But it's not about me. Let's answer the question. Well, I think yeah, true. I mean, in terms of in terms of a regular season, uh, not not just to you know go with what you've done, Mike. But it's it's true. If you have two or three bad losses in a year where you lose twelve one or eleven two, and you win every other week seven six eight five, like yeah, you're winning, but you got beat so bad that the margin uh, it, for, for error is is so small that you're not going to really make headway. And then in the playoffs, I mean, you're in, you're in, but it's it's anything goes you like mike said you basically it's you just pick up guys to get i mean you're not going to drop your main players but you pick up guys to just win categories and every single category counts because you just never know yeah you know what it does mean is that i'm gonna win the playoffs because i'm a force like all i do is win so it doesn't matter see Oh, I'd be scared of me. Okay. Well, you can you can go ahead and win the playoffs. Just a self um, tummy we, we got, over there. What is going on? We got one night left of regular season here, and if everything holds, I will be the regular season champ. Um, so you can basically just go ahead and disregard everything that these guys have said this entire yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I remember Brian on an earlier episode. Talking about how he was ahead of me in the standings. That didn't last too long, Brian. Yeah, well, Mike's complaining about having Bobrovsky. I've had no less than four players on my IR since week four. So just pipe it down over there. Keep it under control, all right? Relax. You, 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 
You always got some excuse every year. Hey, every I year, lose, bro. I lose. I'm going to end up in ninth out of the playoffs, but I'm going to end up like 20 points, 25 points ahead of 10th, and I'm going to finish like 10 points behind 8th. I'm literally in my own island. It's just chilling. That's true. It's brutal. And But you know yeah, what? Well, I'm still holding out hope this week because I'm up 8-5 on Joe, and he's the one I'm chasing. I got to beat him big, but if I if I steal a couple categories from him, we could make this close, and that would be fun to watch Joe not make it. You could actually get in still? Yeah, I was telling Ant, I was talking to Ant earlier this week. I'm like 20 points back or something. I'd have to oh, win, I like, think it, it would be 12, a miracle. 12-2 or 11-1 or something. Uh, but I'm up 8-5, and there's a bunch of categories I could possibly take from him. So it might come right down to the wire, which would be pretty dope if I made it on the last week like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like your your position's pretty bad to be in, Brad, where you just missed the playoffs. But Joe's is pretty bad too, because yeah. Joe is always that guy that just finishes outside the money. So he's always like fourth or fifth in the league. Yeah. So you want to really talk about win a, anything. a guy that has an excuse? Yeah, that's he always gives the line. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the week ahead here, shall we, guys? Yep. Probably, well, could be week one of your playoffs and your leagues. Um, I guess it all depends. De- all depends. All depends <laughs> on your structure here. There's a lot of hockey this week. There's regardless, like, it, regardless, it's a very important week, no matter yeah. your structure. Yeah, and there's a lot of hockey. A lot of teams play four times. I'm not even going to run them down because there's a bunch, and I'm going to run out of breath. But there are two teams that play two games, and that's Columbus and Calgary. Probably not going to pick up any of those guys this week. Heavy nights are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, technically, but there's no other night where there's less than five games. So big, big week, as I mentioned. And we talked about it. It's important. You need to maximize your man games on these weeks. Pick your spots. Check your lineups ahead of time. Monitor how many moves you have and just navigate your lineup. Get guys in. And we're going to hopefully help you here with some streaming options. So... Wait, hold on, Mike. I just Brian called me a poor man's cadre. <laughs> that's I, like that sort of that sort of just registered right now. A poor man's cadre. I'm no, like, I'm offended. I meant, like I said it, but I think I said after like not really a poor man's cadre, but like <laughs> like cadre because I said we don't hit, we don't do that in our league, so I can't tell you like that's what you do, but it, we, you would, right? But because you gave me lip, yeah, you're a poor man's cadre. <laughs> I'm above point per game. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't. I. I'm sorry. Like, sorry, Mike, but I, that just re- registered. I was like, what the hell did I? What the hell did he call me? <laughs> anyway, so okay, good schedules. Good schedules. Carolina love their schedule. They need to win. They are in Detroit on Tuesday, in New Jersey on Thursday. Then they're home to Pitt Saturday, and then they go to Buffalo on Sunday. So a little bit of travel there on the weekend. But, I mean, the only tough team there is Pittsburgh, uh, and they have them at home. So, like Carolina this week, if you're looking at goaltending, Forsberg and Nedeljkovic, they're probably going to play. I don't think any of the other goalies are close. So maybe picking up a spot start with these guys is something you're going to want to do. Because, like I said, yeah, they need to win. There's Justin Williams at 3%, still on the top power play. Jordan Stahl, 11% owned. He may be a source of some points, but he hits a lot, which, again, that's important if that's a category in your league. And then Martin Neches is 4% owned. He's another guy who's been hitting more lately, and he's got some point potential. 
Um, I'm just going to keep rolling along here, guys, yeah? yeah? Yeah, but first, with Carolina, quickly, they play today in, a, in about an hour. So, I mean, you should, if you're if you're looking at picking up one of them, use today as some info. See, see uh, I don't know who's starting, Mike, do you know? Forsberg got the win yesterday, I believe, but they'll probably go with Nadalkovic, right, back-to-back? Okay, let's uh, move over to Colorado. They are in L.A. on Monday. Then they're home to the Rangers Wednesday, home to Vancouver Friday, and home to Vegas on Sunday. So they have an off night between every game except Monday because they will have played on Sunday. So there's your back-to-back. But technically for the week, I mean, they're not playing any back-to-backs. And the games against Rangers and Vancouver, they'll be playing them off their own back-to-back. So playing a tired team, which is um, always a good spot. So Colorado, again... Second week in a row, they they got some guys who are good options there. Tyson Joe, six points in his last six games. He's playing in the top power play. Sammy Gerrard, also known as Brian, 27% owned. <laughs> Especially with Makar out, he's uh, he's your option there. Vladimir Nemestikov playing on the top line, 16% owned. Uh, JT Comfer, 6% owned. He's no points in his last few games, but he is getting uh, opportunity on the top power play. So he, he might... Put up a few points for you there. Another team, you got Edmonton. A similar schedule. They play on all of the off nights. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Vegas, Monday. Winnipeg, Wednesday. Islanders on Friday. And then they're in Philly on Sunday. They're another team. Vegas, Islanders, and Philly are all playing back-to-back against Edmonton. So Edmonton might light up a few teams here again this week. I feel like they a lot, they a lot of times will play teams coming off a of back to back. That's got we gotta look into that stat. Like what team plays the most against a team coming off a of back to back? Because that, yeah, that could does be make staggering. a big difference too. Yeah, right. That could be. Yeah, uh, because you're always you're facing a team that's always coming. It's usually could be their backup. They're a little tired. I mean, they're all pros. They they know what they got to do to get their bodies ready. But still, it's just the, the rigors you go through an NHL game to have it to have to do it twice in you know two days is yeah. is tough. And if you're the fresh team going in, especially a lot of times if you're at home too, and maybe it's a road trip, like it is an advantage. That could be the difference, man. I'm surprised with how many times I've noticed Edmonton, but Anaheim's another team like that. Because they play on all the off nights, I feel like they get teams a lot of times coming in after LA. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I mean, Anaheim's crap. So there you go. If they were, if they were any better, like they could. You think those years where they were winning cups and going to the like going to the well, winning a cup and going to the playoffs <laughs> every year and like had good teams, like you kind of look back now and you'd be like, I wonder how much that had to do with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, they were a solid team, but like still, like if that can give you an extra seven, eight points throughout the season, like that could be the difference between playoffs and not, right? Honestly, yeah. Okay, it's sticking with Edmonton. Debuted some new lines last game. They have, I think, Cassian with Nuge and McDavid. And then they had Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, Ennis. So Ennis is still in the top six. And this week, I mentioned their schedule. He's definitely an option, 27% owned. You got Cassian playing on the top line, 18% owned. Yamamoto, 41% owned. And then in really deep leagues, Alex Chason, he's 1% owned, but he's he's getting a lot of time on that top power play unit, and he's scoring a couple key goals for, for the Oilers. Yeah, so. they do like him there. Yeah, and honestly, Ennis, he's been a solid player. I've always liked Ennis, and he's been really good there. He might have the worst salad in the league. Really? Is it that bad? Oh, buddy. 
He had uh, I forgot which game it was. I think it was two games ago, Saturday night. They do like the post game, like the late night interview where yeah. they, he hops on and stuff. And he was on, and that stuff was just going left, right, curls hanging from just these odd angles. Like it was, well, he's got it some was flow. something. To, it was something to behold, man. It wasn't good. So he's, few... you know, he's playing with McDavid now. You're gonna get more coverage instead of playing in Ottawa. Like fix your shit, man. Dude, there's a few. Uh... Tough salads in the league. Maybe after the Man Rock and playoffs, we'll have some fun. We'll do like a salad, <laughs> salad uh, round robin in playoffs. Yeah. Well, off season, man, it gives us a lot of time to do some funky things. So yeah. we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> oh yeah, we got lots coming for sure. But let let's move on with the schedules here. We have uh, St. Louis has a very nice schedule. They are home to Florida on Monday, in Anaheim on on Wednesday, sorry. Friday, they're home to San Jose, and then Sunday, they are home to Ottawa. So four teams out of the playoffs right now. There's Zach Sanford, who's 16% owned and um, still contributing. Robert Thomas, who we bring up uh, here and there, is just putting along, putting up some points. He's a good option at 7%. And Sammy Blay, who's 4% if you are looking for hits. Yep. Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay. What a name. Okay, and then Tampa. Tampa's got a good schedule too. Tuesday at Toronto. Thursday, home to Philly. Saturday, home to Detroit. Sunday, home to Jersey. So, I mean, that Saturday, Sunday, that weekend, Bill, is, is pretty ugly. And, it's again, that's an opportunity for McElhinney. Probably should pick him up for maybe that Sunday or Saturday whenever he starts because that's probably going to be a good start. But you got Tyler Johnson, 14%, playing on the top power play. Anthony Sorelli, 31%. And Barkley Goudreau, who they got at the deadline, he's hitting like crazy. 18 hits in his last four games. 15% owned. If you need some hits, maybe that's the guy you go to. Yeah, and, and he can be on your team for a first-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Barkley. Oh, my God. Okay, and then quickly, a few other options here for the week. Maybe not necessarily great schedules, but guys who are playing really well. Jesper Bratt, 5% owned, 10 points in his last nine games. Nikita Gusev, 22% owned, 10 points in his last nine. Connor Brown, 6% owned, 6 points in his last seven. Chris Tierney, 3% owned, 6 points in his last five games. Both him and Brown are playing with Brady Kachuk. Derek Grant is playing great for Philly. He's got five points in his last four games. There was a play, man. I saw, I think there was a point shot. I don't know if you guys saw the goal. Derek Grant was in front of the net. His stick was tied up by the defenseman, and he redirected the shot with his skate over to the guy at the side of the net, and the guy put it in for a tap-in. Oh, That's man. unreal. If it was Sidney Crosby, that play would have been everywhere, but it's Derek Grant. He'd be getting stroked off by every media oh, outlet yeah. around. Oh, yeah, but it's yeah. Derek Grant, so they're like, eh, nice, eh. nice play. Exactly. Even Noel Achari had a beautiful little tip pass. To, I can't remember who it was, but to send a teammate in and score – Oh, it was so nice right at the blue line. This beautiful tip pass, but no Olachari, so yeah. everyone's like, eh. That's so true. Okay, you know who's actually been all right, too? Danton Heinen in Anaheim. He's He's been all right since he got traded from Boston. Yeah, him and, him and Milano, they're getting some time over there. They're getting opportunity, right? I mean, there's nothing but opportunity in a team like that, you know? Yep, yep. And then just rounding out the list, Connor Sheary, 7% owned. He's got three points in his last three games, and he's playing with Sid. I mentioned him last week. He's a guy that, you know, he could put up points. He He's used to playing with Sid, and they have some chemistry. So I don't mind Connor Sheary at all. Okay, let's get to the Battle of the Bargains now. 
All right, Brian's here. Brian can submit his pick. But again, Brian, you got to do it on Instagram too for it to be valid. Yes. Quick update from last week. My currently, we have Yanni Gord versus Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Gord is up 2-1 and they play tonight. So we'll see who can take the lead between us. And uh, let's see who can make the best pick this week. I think you got Guys, first pick. I do? Well, I let's, think let's, so, right? I say we give it to the guest. Oh, fine. Okay. BDP. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to actually I'm going to I'm going to go with a guy here. My guy is Tyson Joust. I know it's I know it's Yost, but it just sounds better when it says Joust. So I'm going to I'm going to go with him as my my joust? player of the week. Tyson Joust. Yeah. You know, like uh like medieval times, Joust. I know what Joust means, Brian. Well, I don't know. My lexicon is quite wide, okay? Lexicon. That's true. All right, Eth, you're up. I'll go to St. Louis. I'll go to 16% owned Zach Sanford, who has not registered a point in a little while. But I like him to break that funk with a nice sked this week. (laughs) Typically, the opposite of player of the week is a guy who would be scoring. But you're going the other way. I like that. That's, hey, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? (laughs) You know, I, I, I look at that a lot. Yes, guys are always looking for guys who are hot. Sometimes I look for the guys who I think are going to break out of their little slump. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes. Mike? I got to uh, I gotta look at Edmonton, man. That schedule is so good, playing three teams off of back-to-back. I'm going to go with Zach Cassian, 18% owned. Not much of a point producer, but all I need is like four or five well, the, little that second line's, assists. Yeah, that line's looked good, and he's sponging points off of 97 that's right. That's all I need. So, Cassian, it is. Okay. I think that about does it for this epi. We are going a touch long. Yeah, Brian. What are you looking at me for? It's your fault. Why is it my fault? Because I bring great ingenuity to this podcast? Sure. You <laughs> blame me. You're. <laughs> you. Sometimes you can use like these big words and then. You get the person on the other end. They don't exactly know what you said, yeah. so they're working on registering it. So, like, you have like three seconds after that word, you can say just about anything, and then you just have someone nod their head. <laughs> yeah, smart. I use that to my advantage literally every time. Yeah, that's good. It's the best. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Bri. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Big weeks in the pool, so good luck out there and. Enjoy, guys. You're not going to see Brian next week. No, not Brian. Uh, oh, the fans, the group. Yeah. The fans. Yes, the fans. But you you know what? You will see Brian. The end of the year fantasy playoff special. We're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to do our own fantasy draft. So that's when you'll be hearing from I'm, Brian next. I'm pretty jacked, pretty pumped up about that. I think it's going to be really fun. That's going to be Yeah, pretty that'll fun be a good do. time. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. That's it for me. I'm uh, butchering this as we go along here, so best for me to bow out. Good luck, guys. Big week. Have fun with it. Again, let us know if you have any questions, and we'll chat next week. Take care. Good luck, everybody. See ya.